Hi, and welcome to Miss Play Mondays. My name is Zach, and I'm one of the hosts here on our new Magic the Gathering podcast, talking about legacy, modern, and commander, really all things magic. Uh, first off, before I introduce my co-hosts, a little bit about me. I am currently the chief marketing officer for Gingerbread Man Running Company, which is a local company to my area. We specialize in running shoes. And as far as my magic background goes, I've been playing since the end of Mirrodin Block, beginning of Kamigawa, but I took a long break and didn't get back into it, playing competitively until Lorwyn, uh, Shards of Alara Standard, which I really had some fun. Uh, currently in Legacy, I am playing Shark still. I have played Miracles uh, prior to that because I'm just an awful human being and like to go to time. Uh, in Modern, I played Burn and Tron. Again, because I'm a terrible person, I played Tron and math is hard. Uh, and my top three commanders currently are Kenrith, the Return King, uh, two-card Monty combo for CEDH, Chulane, uh, draw my deck, win the game, CEDH type. And uh, my pet deck is Chainer, the red-black one, to reanimate everything. Uh, let me hand you over to my other co-host, JT. Hey, guys. Uh, a little bit about me. Uh, currently in grad school, again, for 3D printing engineering here at Penn State. Uh, loving it, by the way. Great program. Highly recommend it. Uh, I've been playing since Urza Saga. Uh, I was like, eight or nine when I started playing then, but uh, it kind of got me hooked. And ever since then, Urza Saga has been my jam. Uh, in Legacy, uh, Grixis Control, best deck ever. It's not good right now, but I still love it. Um, to kind of get that feeling, but still be competitive, I'm playing Bant, Dark Bant Control. It's, uh, it's a slog, guys. Slog. Um, but when I just don't want to slog, Mono Red Prison is was my first legacy deck, and it was uh, it was a ride. Modern uh, did some boggles for a while, uh, humans and a little bit of burn, and then in Commander, my pet decks are my CDH Joyra Rutherlight Captain. Uh, we got a little Joyra group up here at State College that uh, enjoy playing with that Commander. <laughs> just have a little back and forth on every time a new set comes out. Lord Windgrace uh, for all of the land recursion. And then my my little bit of a pet deck, uh, Nayeth of the Dire Hunt. Gonna gruel fighting. And so now I'm going to pass it over to our third co-host, Travis. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Travis, obviously. Um, I attended Clarion University. I have an undergrad in psychology. Um, and I have also been playing Magic for quite some time. Um, the first pack that I ever bought with my older brother was an Ice Age pack, but I didn't actually start playing until around like the Ur Urza's block, like Saga, Legacy, Destiny. Uh, probably in like, I want to say late 90s, I believe. It was like 99, I think that block came out, 98. Um, yeah, and then um, I didn't actually start, and that was just like, you know, tabletop, countertop magic, kitchen table magic, whatever you guys want to call it. Um, and I actually started playing magic uh, competitively at pre-releases and, uh, you know, limited formats, Friday night uh, magic and drafts uh, during the Mirrodin block. So Mirrodin, Darksteel, Fifth Dawn. Uh, 
I mean, we don't have to talk about Fifth Dawn, but Mirrodin, Darksteel. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, you know, we've all taken breaks here and there and come back. But, you know, magic's that thing that you never kind of get rid of. You know, you always you're, you sell out and you're like, all right, I'm done. And then you come back many, many times. So, um, yeah, I've been back. This is probably the longest stretch I've been back. Um Oh boy, it's been since. I think I, I figured this out. It's twenty. It's twenty eighteen. Is whenever we started. Whenever we started getting back into it competitively. Well, competitively, yeah. 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 But I believe I want to say I started playing again during Innistrad because um, I remember mm-hmm. us buying boxes. JT. Oh uh, yeah, and, we played some. Yeah. Played some, we would yeah, table we, match down in my basement. Yeah, we when I got out again when I sold my LEDs for 75 bucks. Oh, yeah. So I had a break from, I want to say, I didn't play Ravnica to Future Sight. I played Lorwyn the whole way up through. No, you played in Ravnica. I know because you and I top, uh, top, we took second oh, place. Oh, oh. And guild pots. I do remember that. Oh yeah, because yeah, I played really. I'm thinking. That. Yeah, you and I, we were like rank two in the state back when they did the old uh, ranking systems, and we only played one match, or not one match, but one tournament. We got second place or first place, didn't we? We split it. Uh, I think we split first second. Yeah, I think oh, I think you man. were like top, you were like top forty five in the state. Oh man, I was not. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. You know, you do well in one tournament and then you ride, you just don't, never play again. And then you're top 45 forever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, it's, uh, you know, I digress. But um, essentially, you know, we've we've all played a lot of magic in our lives. Um, we've played Kitchen Top. We play Commander. Oh, speaking of which, decks that I played um, before I go further, um, I will admit I'm a 20. Splinter Twin all the way. Unbanned twin, 2022. I'm making. Hashtag I'm gonna make jackets and uh, posters for everybody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, actually, my first modern deck was Living End, and that was a lot of fun. And but I always wanted to play Splinter Twin. Always wanted to play Splinter Twin. You know, and when I was just getting into it, I didn't really have the money. I was still going to school. And I gradually built it up from the ground up. I started playing Is It Delver at first, and then. Finally was able to get, you know, the scalding tarns and all the lands that I needed. And um yeah, and then uh I played that for about two months and then they banned it. So I was very bitter. Uh you still are. You're still super I'm, I'm bitter. Still, I'm still super bitter. <laughs> we played a lot at two months yeah, though. I remember we that. did. Yeah. That we was were, the first GP I went to with you guys was trying yeah. to play that. It was for the for the one here in Pittsburgh. Oh man, yeah, we were we were finding what we were finding tournaments at least two times, three times a week, and then going to a GP yeah. like within the area, maybe once every three months. Mm-hmm. It was it was awesome. But anyway, um, currently I am out of modern, actually. Um, but yeah, I've played I played burn. I played humans, uh, Splinter Twin, obviously, I said um, Delver. And I will admit and Zach and JT will make fun of me all the time for this. But I am a huge fan of jank. So you give me you give me an underdog deck and I will root for you 110 percent all the way because there is nothing I love more than a good underdog story. Um, And 
that <laughs> I guess that's kind of where I liked Living End because Living End. I mean, it was a good deck when I first started. It's, you realize that Living End is one of the top decks in the format now, right? Uh, well, yeah, now, but back in the day, people used to just laugh at you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you got a lot more cycling creatures that don't suck. Yes, <laughs> but it was so fun because, like. Yes, you maybe only won 30% of the time, but that 30% felt it, it felt like you hit the lottery every single time you went off and you're like living end. Okay. And they, especially when you're playing against blue and they're like, okay, yeah, it resolves. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and then you get Wrath of God the next turn. So, you know. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, currently I am playing Legacy. Uh, is it Delver? Um, and um, I believe that we're going to talk about the Ragavan, Ragavan ban a little later, yep. but I yeah, well, I'll discuss that later. But um, commander wise, um, my CEDH, I have Urza Stacks, which everybody loves Urza Stacks. Um, yeah. <laughs> just for some fun decks, um, I do have Cranko. I have um Essica, she's my she's my new one. She's my uh, it's a Essica five color god indestructibles with where I just play a bunch of the indestructible gods and I believe we counted them last time. JT and Zach was it like sixteen or seventeen wrath effects? Oh, <laughs> stupid like that. It was yeah. It was just so it's just like hey, pump out a bunch of shit and then kill everything else. But uh. But yeah, I'm I'm not so I I if if anybody has any questions or any concerns on standard, I'm not a big standard guy. I do play a lot of arena. Um I know Zach and JT don't play much arena. No, I play arena. I just I don't play it like you do. I don't touch it. Yeah, and JT I'm, doesn't I'm, touch I'm getting, it. I'm kind of getting sick of it because I'm it's just the, well, the alchemy cards suck. Uh, and maybe that's something we can talk about because I, like historic felt like modern to me. It felt like the OG modern that I remember playing and it was so fun. And then they were like, Hey, we're going to print these cards that don't exist anywhere, but online. And I'm like, that's not magic, but yeah, I mean, we, can, we can definitely exactly. And I mean, we can, we can we'll, discuss we'll that. that. Yeah, we, we can, can discuss can that, that either now or I've another own, day. I've got my own extra thoughts and things <laughs> yeah. about it. Uh, so, so, I, I guess I have a, before we get into the meat of our first podcast here, uh, sound off if you've made day two at a GP or Magic Fest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, so my story is actually kind of funny. Um, uh, I was completely sold out of modern and this was during one of my, I believe it was during one of my breaks where I wanted to get into legacy, but I didn't really have the money at the time. And I was trying to like sell old cars to get things and like build my way up. And JT goes, well, you can just borrow my humans deck. I was like, I've never played humans before. And he goes, it's easy. You just play cards and you attack. Now this is, this is at like, 1230. We're drunk as hell <laughs> at midnight the night before the GP starts and they're going, well, do you want to play humans or do you want to play something else? I was like, just give me humans. We played like three games and I was like, I, I mean, it's easy. You just play creatures and you attack. So the next day I ended up seven and two hung over as hell. <laughs> And I was like, I, every time I came out, I would just go, guys, 
He was just so easy. You just play things and attack, like you said. Yeah, but you meddling maged yourself at least twice. Yeah, oh my god! Oh, it was so bad. I forgot about well, that. Hey, so I, 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 I at least felt good that you attacked in this deck versus watching you play control when you had the board locked up and you're like, oh. no attacks, trash. Well, you're gonna go to time. No attacks. No. We're, we're getting our stories mixed up. Let's finish uh, yeah. this good one. So, so. Meddling Mage, like I said, I had never played humans before. I was out of modern for quite some time, so I wasn't fully understanding of the Meddling Mage. And of course, my buddy JT got a foreign Meddling Mage. (laughs) And in my brain, I'm going, oh my god, this is so great. I'm playing a mirror match. I can name Thalia's lieutenant, and he can't play his, but I can play mine. So I play Meddling Mage on Thalia's lieutenant. And a couple of turns later, I draw one and attempt to play it. And my opponent calls judge. And I just go, what well, judge? What? He goes, you can't play that. And I said, why? And he goes, because you just meddling maged it. And I went, oh, uh, fun fact. It wasn't even a mirror match. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a mirror match, but it was against spirits. He was just <laughs> he just didn't draw anything early. And I saw the same land base that I had. And I was like, it's got to be a mirror match. God, uh, hey, but to be you fair, won that game. <laughs> no, no, to be fair, but I did lose that game? match, but it was to the person that ended up winning the oh, whole yeah. tournament. That's right. If you, would, if, you would, if you would have been doing, if you'd have called right, you would have maybe, you maybe you would have won the whole GP. Oh, yeah, right. I think I got 43rd in that. Yeah, you money. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anyway, go All ahead, right. Zach. All right. The comment, the comment was after you got back. Well, guys, I think my being bad caught up with me. Yep. <laughs> well, I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't know how I'm winning. I'm so bad with this deck. And, then, and then I did the meddling mage mistake. Well, guys, I think me being bad finally caught up. Yeah. Oh, I forgot all about that. That's that's a good time. All right. Uh, so we've already kind of alluded to it. Uh, let's talk about. Ragaband, Ragaband. Yeah, let's talk about some bands. Uh, who cares about standard? I don't. The only card I know <laughs> is Faceless Haven, and Al runs Epiphany. Oh, hold on. I think hold on. Hold on. I think people were actually kind of happy about that. Yeah. I mean, Al runs Epiphany was gross. You got two power. You got two flying power, an extra turn. You could cast for six mana. Faceless Haven is a, is a creature land. Um, I'm not sure why that was banned. Uh, uh, it, oh, go ahead, JT. Well, the reasoning was to uh, depower other decks yeah. that would have taken the place of that uh, would taken the top position. Literally, it sounds like online or on arena, every single deck played Faceless Haven. Doesn't matter what it was. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, but the big one, the deck diversity. Got it. Yeah, the big one for us is. Since we're all legacy players, is the Ragavan ban? Can I so. can I can I backpedal real quick? Sure. So uh, just to give everybody a, a very clear understanding of the type of person I am, I know nothing until these two tell me. Yep. yep. <laughs> and I just read that Omnath Locus of Creation got banned in Standard. Yeah, that was a while ago. Really? Yeah. 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 How far ago? Oh, oh, that. Okay, never mind. No, it's um. I mean, January twenty fifth is the most recent one. Oh, I'm looking at the full list of banned cards. Yeah. I I thought I was looking at the most recent. Okay, carry on. Okay, so (laughs) Ragavan being banned in standard. Uh, uh, 
was it enough to kind of put a knock a leg out from under the boogeyman? Delve the boogeyman. Yeah. The I wish Rogavan could be banned in standard, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure you mean legacy. Legacy. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. Standard since it's all legal there. Well, hang on, hang on, guys. It wasn't me who corrected somebody. Oh yeah, I, JT I had, has a real bad history of that. Yeah, we actually we had to make a roll one time where every time JT corrected somebody, we got to hit him. Yeah, and I couldn't even like argue against it because if I'm like that wasn't a correction, that was though, and they hit me again. <laughs> the funny part was he agreed to it. He's, he's like, like he's like, and he he's like help himself. He was like, yeah, I need to like just be quiet sometimes. <laughs> so go ahead, you can hit me whenever I correct somebody. <laughs> And then the he would do one ahead round because he used to beat the shit <laughs> out of him sometimes. So <laughs> uh, it was so much fun. But anyway. So to answer your question, Zach, no, it's not. Uh, Blue Red Delver is still disgusting. Um, right. Is it enough to. It, it's stopping a lot of the disgusting things from happening. Mm-hmm. The deck is still really powerful. Well, and, and here's. Uh, I know, I played against it. Oh, and. Uh, and here's the thing is blue red Delver was a phenomenal deck before modern horizons two, And yeah. then you got Ragavan and then you got Merktide Regent and, and dragon. And, yeah. And dragon. Lord Lord like it, it, it only made that to be honest. Like I played Delver before modern horizons two came out and I was upset when modern horizons two came out. Cause I was like, shit, I got to rebuild my entire deck now. Cause these cards are amazing. But All right, let's be clear about this. To, well, you didn't even <laughs> to be fair. I refused to rebuild it because I knew, I knew those rag were going to get banned. I knew it. And they did. And it was eight, wonderful because I refused to spend eight months. <laughs> and in my head, I'm going, I refuse to spend $75 on a rag for a card that I know is going to get banned. And then it got banned. And then it didn't drop in price because it's ridiculous and modern as well. So, I mean, what do you do there? Nothing. I'm just happy I didn't buy it for legacy because if I would have bought it for legacy, (laughs) then I would have had to get into modern. No, you just sold them. I got them for him uh, and I'm getting rid of them. (laughs) Yeah. You got rid of one on uh, Saturday. Mm -hmm. Yep. We'll get to that later, though. Yeah. So I think to really kind (sighs) of put the damper on blue red delver you have to look at days um you know we're not we're not gonna be the first podcast you listen to that says that don't do it but days days has got to go what else what else goes then what what else goes from nothing like why why so would you have banned days hold on hold on would you have banned days prior to ragavan murktide and uh drc yes so Uh, see i wouldn't the issue is that we're back to banning a card from Blue Red Delver once every six months. And so that and that's that's actually another topic that I kind of want to sidebar in, but we won't we won't have to talk about it at the moment. But I do want to address the amount of bans that happen with the new sets they're coming out with. And it's just ridiculous because if, if you guys remember back when we first started, it was like unheard. Like if a card got banned, it was like. Agree. Uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was absolutely debilitating. Was like, like but, you either played that deck, like you either played um, squad, you either played beats. squadron Hawk or you played a deck that beat squadron Hawk, you know, like it was that type of thing. But now like there is a lot of diversity, but 
you still get like 20, 25, 30% of these uh, decks that like pop up after a set is released and then they have to nerf it immediately. So here's, here's my deal. We get one of two things. We either get exciting new cards and the format changes uh-huh. and we might need bands or we get unexciting cards. The format doesn't change and we don't need bands. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I kind of like the exciting cards. I don't mind them pushing. Um, I don't mind them pushing the cards and being wrong by having a one or two be a little too powerful as long. And they did not do this correctly this time, as long as they hit them with a ban a little sooner. Okay, and that, like, that was going to be my justification for that is I agree 100 percent, 110 percent. Like I, I love an ever like uh, the, the flow of formats. I love the mm-hmm. changing of formats. But what bothers me is when they go, hey, guys, we re- we just printed this set. Look at this card. It's going in 80 percent of the decks and it's one hundred dollars. Everybody buy it. And then three, four, five, six months later, they go, ah, okay, it's an 80% of the decks. Let's just ban it. Luckily for Ryavan, it's still in modern, which is, you know, excellent for its value. But like, could you imagine being somebody that's like, Dick? I've got a story about this. Go ahead. The issue. um, So just be glad we're not playing Blue Red Delver on Magic Online. Because cards like Ragavan, I think that I think that one was up to 120 bucks at a point at one point where your a playset would cost you four hundred and eighty dollars, something like that. Um I and my numbers can be wrong, but I think it was around a hundred bucks. Um but like <laughs> uh, I think the guys over on Eternal Turtles were not Eternal Turtles, uh, Eternal Glory were talking about this exactly where somebody took the plunge right someone they knew took the plunge right before uh the ban announcement, like the announcement yeah. of a ban that was incoming like, and bought like $500 worth of Ragavans for MTGO and then got sad because they got banned out of the format. And that's the worst thing ever. Because I mean, even, I mean, oh, excuse me. Like with, with the bands, like I, I completely understand, which is why I held off because like we've all been playing magic long enough to go. Yeah, this card ain't, it's just not going to make it. But some people don't know that or some people go, well, I'm pushing to be the best ever and I need this card mm-hmm. to get there. And they're willing to spend that five hundred dollars to get killed within the next three months. <clears throat> so is it a secondary market thing? Is it a uh, power creep issue? Is it? I, well, uh, I want to say, I was going to say, is it MTGO economy? It's always MTGO economy. Yeah. So we'll just leave that one out. <laughs> but, but like, you guys understand what I'm saying. But the registration of Ragavan and like legacy challenges prior to the ban, it was in like Delver was like the meta. Like that was what you played. Yeah. You played well, play Delver like or a deck that had game against Delver. So but, correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ragavan Ragavan was the goif of its time. Do you remember when like Splinter Twins spat, splashed green for goif and decks were That's splashing not, uh, green for goif because it was such a good card at the time? Okay. Because you didn't. Sort of. Well, you didn't have two your. Cards, two, cards are, two cards are playing that role in Legacy right now. Or two cards were. Now yeah. it's down to one. Ragavan? Ragavan. It was a saga. Mm-hmm. 
But Urza Saga is at least fun and enables weird, dumb, off the wall shit. Um, and Ragavan was very linear. It was, I have a turn one. If you don't deal with it, I have a huge, huge advantage. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> it was turn one. I, if I get this and it sticks and stays, I get a treasure to look at the top card. Oh, what's that? A retrofitter foundry, a carpet. Like you could steal. Well, and that's the thing is not only did you get their card, you got ramp. It was a one mana ramp spell that was exactly. a creature, and that stole it. Like that's why, like I didn't even to be honest. Like I play is it Delver? I've played with the Ragavans. <laughs> Thank you, JT. Yep, and <laughs> I. It, it felt so busted that I didn't even enjoy it because mm-hmm. it was such a good card. I'm going, th- there's no way this is going to last because it, it's got, it's got no downside. No, like even it's if you one dash mana. it, even if you dash it, it goes back to your hand. It protects itself. But, but uh, ha, I got a JT's favorite saying it does die to bolt though. Yeah. It, no, that's the problem. It didn't die to bolt because you have days. Yeah. That's why we wanted days to go. Yeah. No, but you just turn one Ragavan, swords to posture as your thing, <laughs> daze you. You don't have a play now. Smack you for two, steal your brainstorm, take the land you needed. You were you were screwed. Ragavan was a problem. You, you gotta play around the, the days, bro. You gotta play around the days. No, you couldn't when Ragavan that's, was a problem. That's so, the days still needs I mean, to go because that, that's the reason Ragavan went. Yeah. Is that 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 two card interaction was uh like it was the problem. No, and 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 that's the thing is I think that they banned the correct card. You guys still want uh days to go. Yes, because I, it makes we're, we're going to be back at this again in six months yep. when they print the next broken blue or red. <sighs> See, I don't think we will be or do drop now. But here's the thing. What is the other than Delver? What's the most popular deck in Legacy right now? Uh, looking at I have this up looking at the Legacy metagame breakdown from the past seven days. Is it Delver is 15% of the meta share on yeah, Beetlefish, which followed by Reanimator. Reanimator is good in uncertain times. Yep. And Doomsday is number three. Also good in uncertain times. Then, it's also just good. And then it 5.8%, so tied for fourth, is Jeskai Control and Death and Taxes. I'd like to see, let me put it this way, I'd like to see the numbers for Blue Red Delver down to 10%. Yes. Yeah, because well, and here's the thing is your deck didn't get worse. It just got different. Yes. And and I'm I'm okay with that because Delver has always been one of the most popular for uh, popular decks in the format. You had Rug Delver, you had Bug Delver, you had I got beat bad by Rug Delver this past weekend. Speaking of which, I think Rug Delver is one of the worst types of Delvers, but that's just because I'm also bitter. (laughs) And <laughs> lost a lot of games to Rug Delver. Yes. Um, but what makes, and, oh, oh, go ahead. What makes Is It Delver so kind of crushing is Days, Wasteland, the fact that it operates on so few, so little men. Even Death and Taxes, like if you get rid of the Aether Vial, destroy a land, counter a key piece, you set it back hugely. Delver can just rebuild out of nowhere. And then for two mana, all of a sudden, they have a 6-6, a 7-7 with counter, with just counterspell backup, free counterspells, like Force of Will, Days, you know, they have it. Force Negation. 
Yeah, but if you're if you're playing blue, you're already playing Force Will and Force of Negation. Yeah, but for their shell, it's just so much better. It's it's four more cards that you have to worry about, which I can completely understand. But like if if I don't like you were talking about Stoneblade or not Stoneblade, I'm sorry. You were talking about um, death and taxes. If I don't daze or force of will that initial. um, Oh, my goodness. That's really one of your bad. It's it's a terrible matchup. Um, Vile. That's the word I was looking for. The card I was looking for vile. If I don't get a counter off on that vial, I lose that game almost immediately. Game one. Yeah. Like, I mean, I do have sideboard to deal with that later on, but mm-hmm. still, like, it, it is one of my bad matchups. And I think that that's why, well, actually, I have not played against Death and Taxes with Ragavan. Is it Delver yet? Yeah. So, so here, here, now, here is, go ahead. here is, I'm looking at, like, the most recent 8-0 Legacy Challenge deck took second place. I'm looking at the list. Four, I think four turn one spells that you can cast and have days back up in terms of a threat with Delver Secrets and DRC. That should be eight then, right? Eight, you'll four each. Yeah, so eight, four each. But which is why they need to bring back Mental Misstep as well. No, that <laughs> no. would be awful. Because <laughs> then you would what? Would you restrict Mental uh, Misstep in Legacy? It'd be the only restricted card. Like. It just means everybody plays four copies of that card and no one ends up happy. That would be wonderful. Come on. Could you imagine the jank? Come on. Okay. Bring back Mental Misstep, but unban unban top. No. No. You people are insane. Uh, I don't know. Stop it. (laughs) Top gets countered by Mental Misstep. We're trying to get you. It's not people people think that we're idiots. Stop this. Stop it now. I, I, I do have to agree with the top ban, though, because I literally... so. I'll never forget the first top player I ever watched. He was playing. No, excuse me. He was playing blue, white control. Counterbalance. Uh, Yeah. Counterbalance top. And I will never forget how fast that man's hands moved because he knew he knew. He's like, I only have an hour. I only have an hour. I only have an hour. Like, I am surprised he didn't set his cards on fire. Like, (laughs) Good for his significant other. Oh my god! Hey, <laughs> ew! All right. Um, okay, we're obviously not going to reach any kind of conclusion. No, I mean uh, about. And the thing is, and I've got a good. Well, I oh, think we're we're all agree. We all agree that the Ragavan ban and Legacy was good. Yes, I but think you, we. You don't want days to go. We want days to go. And I I would have been happy having Ragavan stick around if we lost days. That that's well, my that's what I would have preferred. Well, here's the thing: if we lose days. What decks come out of the woodwork? None, right. Travis. That's why we have Force of Will. Uh, okay, and you're saying Force of Will, yeah, a hundred percent. But it's a two for one. Yeah. So yes, I think if we lose days, we start to see a lot more infect. No, no, you don't that, think so? That deck, that deck is garbage. Thanks to uh, thanks to play uh, play engineer. Yeah, it, it just gets every single creature that, and then you win. <laughs> also. Uh, yeah, I mean that's I, not even, that's not what that deck is about. That deck you just kill their creatures. Yeah, you know? yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Yeah, it's not days is the only decks that are playing days are doing it to protect their creatures. It's it's the Delver style deck. Yeah, 
No other decks are playing that, other than maybe like maybe Infect. Yeah, <laughs> like that was playing that. And, and is it Delver being fifteen percent of the meta is just and it, it, after he getting a ban is still really impressive about that shell. You know, you can mess around. You could be like, well, I want I'm going to put a Merc Tiger, not a Merc Tiger region, a True Name Nemesis back in. Though you know, you can do whatever. It's just I understand where you're coming from for sure, yeah. and yeah. the idea that De- that Days is a sacred cow of the format. That's it's like I brainstorm ponder, you know, on wasteland, mm-hmm. brainstorm ponder and wasteland. Yeah. yeah, and but here's the thing though: if if you get rid of Days, your deck is still fine. Uh, see, I don't <laughs> think so. It's it's not um, with, the, with the amount of, of interaction. In legacy right now, I don't think I don't think I'm fine. You just play all four copies of Force Negation. Yeah. So so every so you have eight counters because well actually I have to adjust because I was running a couple of spell pieces Pierce's main deck. Okay, works too. Yeah, and Pyroblast, and- correct. But you're saying run eight two for one counter spells. You take them out when you don't need them. Yep. I mean there yep. are decks that are but doing. You have to play, but you play have main to play main board <sighs> Clusterstorm. Also, I'm I'm playing that right now. Yeah, that card was too. super good. Yeah. So let's move this forward to the conversation that we have about our oh, tournament. Oh yeah, because you guys are talking about it. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. So JT, so, I see you have quite a big tournament report here. Uh, for brevity's sake, shorten it yeah. a little. I mean, it's not. Um, I'm just going to give a couple. Like, so I was on Dark Band this past weekend. Uh, we did a team trios event. It was supposed to be the three of us. Uh, Travis Scott, uh, a little bit shafted, and uh, big shout out to our friend Eric uh, from up here at State Super College. Nice Thank you very yeah, much, Eric. In a pinch. Yeah, I, got, I was. Uh, I played a hell of a game of uh, Esper Reanimator. Yeah, we should yeah. have bought his lunch. I don't know why we didn't. We were stupid <laughs> because we paid for his entry fee. Ooh, where'd you oh, guys yeah. go? Tomorrow? <laughs> uh, not important. Hey, wait a minute. You guys didn't pay his entry fee. I paid his. Entry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why we didn't. That's why we didn't buy him lunch. No, but uh, um, a long story short, um, I got called into work on Saturday. wasn't able to make it. A guy who knows JT was very, very helpful and was able to drive the whole way from Penn State to come and play in a tournament that you know may have only lasted a couple of hours, but you know it was very helpful and very appreciative. Eric, thank you. He was he was very yeah, excited. Yeah. Plus, his girlfriend. He said his yeah. girlfriend went to a college nearby, so. Oh really? <laughs> also, he stayed with his parents, uh, which is exactly the same thing that I did. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, quick tournament report. So, I was on Legacy Suite, Legacy Seat, and I played Dark Band. Um, so, shout out to the guys over at uh, uh, Eternal Glory again, um, Brian Koval, in particular for the deck list that I played. Um, I've been messing around with it. Uh, just lo- I just like control shells; they're fun. Um, but I was having some trouble <laughs> with my playtesting. Wait, you like being in control? No. <laughs> which goes when a boggles player it was weird. Which which goes back to the whole like him correcting us for things. But I'm sorry, I <laughs> I interrupted. Go ahead. That's just that was the yeah. perfect that was a perfect setup. Good. So um, I did a, a bit of playtesting with uh, the Bant deck up here at State College and. Shout out to Mike, who I played against repeatedly. I smashed into him with uh, against his Grief Blade deck. Uh, the first game that I got to play with my Dark Bant control in is basically final form. We went, <laughs> I think the game lasted a full hour, uh, and it ended when I decked him. 
No. Not like now. Was it the match or was it just the game? No, first game. So wait, your first game took the, uh, the first, entire. The first game that I played with a deck back when I was playtesting it went an entire probably about an hour. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I learned a lot from that first match, from that first game, and then the yeah, first like match. hurry the hell up. <laughs> uh, kept trying. It just didn't work. Um, so I learned that I needed more win conditions. I, I Kovil might be good enough to win with uh, a Jace and three Euros and a couple of uh, small beaters and two endurances, but I can't do that. I, I'm not. <laughs> I don't have the discipline for it. So the other thing that I learned is that fetching uh, fetching dual lands in a four color deck is hard. Uh, <laughs> how many times do I that? Every single land that I have taps for two colors of mana, and I never had the right colors of mana. What um? How many dual lands do you run in that deck? I'm running nine, and then a Caracas and a Mystic Sanctuary. What and what dual lands are you running? Can you three? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Yes. Can you tell me the numbers too? Yeah, three drops, two tundras, two underground seas, one one bayou, and one savannah. Wow. So it's not even just like, you know, three Volks, three Tundras, and no, one no, it's, Trop. It's probably five different colors, five different lands. And yep. So you literally have I, to look at your hand and go, all right, what do I need this time? And then also keep in oh. mind that I win games by casting double uh, blue, blue, green, green spells, and then occasionally need to cast uh, Endurance and need green, green for that. It's See, that's it was a hell of a thing to get used to. And that's and I, that's super <laughs> impressive to me, because not only do you have to think about it that way, but if like you're in a pinch and you're behind, you have to go. All right. Well, I have this fetch land. I know the only way that I can win is if I, you know, somehow need, need this card. So I have to fetch this land to get this out. Like, I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> I just uh, don't. I, so I was very proud of myself for I think I think I made one fetching mistake uh in my my tournament this past weekend. I made one mistake where I, I should have been able to leave the color of mana open that I needed, but did not. And over the course of five rounds. Which uh was the number of mistakes that I made before that on that uh was pretty impressive for me. So uh big shout out to Mike for playing grief play with me and teach me that I needed to add in uh, a little bit of spice to help me go the distance. And that spice was paradox. So, so in Koval's list, the one that I started off with, uh, we were running a single copy in the sideboard. Now, if you guys don't know what that card is, it's, uh, it's from the Strixhaven commander decks. I, I did not until you told me about it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's five man enchantment, five man enchantment. And when it hits play, it comes into play with a single counter. And at the end, beginning of your end step, it doubles the number of counters on it and then makes an, a, a zero zero and puts that many plus one plus one counters on it. Zach, have so you the first ever heard of makes, this card? Yes. I, I watch Brian Koval's content on YouTube, Bosch and Roll YouTube, and yep. I, I, I am a big fan of this card. Like, supremely jealous. JT gets to play it in his Legacy deck, and I don't. But I'm playing Shark Typhoon, so... Every True. opponent that I cast it against asked me, had to see had it to and figure it, out right? what it did. So here's, and then here's the thing. they were sad. Yeah, here's <laughs> the thing. Like, it's an enchantment, correct? 
Yes. So here's the thing. That card is incredible in control matchups. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason we don't see it is because we don't see green in a lot of control decks. Because that is <laughs> one. Uh, no, that's not true. Yeah. Travis, I'm putting I'm linking the card in uh, Discord. Green is Travis. The reason we don't see it is because it costs five mana. Green is played in almost every control deck these days. Yeah. Really? Like yeah, I've been out really- of the legacy uh, legacy scene for a few years. Well, Paper Mint. Well, no, I haven't even been playing MTGO. So yeah, I've been no. out of the legacy scene for a few years, but like Uro. What? Oh, oh yeah. That makes more sense. Never mind. Uro plus prismatic ending basically defines the shells that are played today. Yeah. Why the uh, hell are people not playing Paradox Zone? I know it's five mana, but you're a control deck, you're gonna get to turn eighty-seven. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> so it's it's hot garbage against a combo deck. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Well, but shouldn't shouldn't a control deck be able to? No, it's if you (laughs) the game is over by the time you if if you have enough mana to cast a five drop, you're winning. You've probably already won with something else. Well, here's the thing for early game against combo decks, right? Are you running days? That is a dumb (laughs) idea. I need to hit my land drop. I know. Control decks need to hit their land drops. You don't you don't take points against combo. I know. Just I know. I yeah, was just your sideboards for it. You play uh, Ethersworn Canonist. You play four days in your yeah. sideboard. That's stupid. No, I... <laughs> I'm going to drive uh, to Travis's house and punch him square in the nuts. I'm, I'm going to drive two hours and I see. I don't know if I deserve it, but I'm willing to take it. Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so tournament report. Uh, first round, I got absolutely walloped by Rug Delver. I did not see it coming. I ha- I kept a beautiful seven. I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, he wins the die roll. I go to fetch my land, stifle. And I just look at... <laughs> when you told me that, I was like, wait, Rug Delver's still a thing? It's not. <laughs> and you're like, no, but it kicked my ass. No, but this it's a thing for this guy because he had foil polluted deltas from Onslaught. Oh, man. I, I will tell you straight pimped. <laughs> no, he didn't because his his uh <laughs> he didn't have pimp dual lands. His his fetches were worth more than his duels. Oh, can can we can we be realistic with that though? Like for someone to start playing and have like foiled polluted or foiled like original um <clears throat> oh, any any fetch land from Onslaught. There's a, there's a little difference between going, hey, I have this thousand dollar fetch land that is only how many years old compared uh, close to twenty. Oh shit, is it twenty? Yeah, really. It's, like, it's at least eighteen. When it's did Onslaught come out? Uh, two thousand two. It's twenty oh, years old. Twenty then. years old. That was my first pre-release onslaught pre-release. Really? And then the two of us went to oh, so you and me. Oh, sorry, me and Alex went to the, the Onslaught one. Oh, Alex, first, Alex like, is another friend of ours who's played Magic just as long as yeah. we have. Um, yep. he's, his older brother got me into it. Yeah, he's a little more into the collecting aspect of it than the playing. But collecting, reselling. Yeah, but yeah. He, he still plays and he still enjoys it. But, but yeah, I, I, so we went to the first tournament. So, I mean, there is a much bigger upscale from getting a regular polluted Delta rather than getting a foil onslaught polluted Delta from getting like a revised uh, volcanic 
to an alpha or beta volcanic. But oh are you really going to buy like I feel like if you're pimping on a deck, the last things you buy because you have to be super committed are going to be beta <laughs> dole lands or alpha oh, yeah. dole lands. I'd probably hit foreign black border first. Yeah. Well, of course. But actually, do you, guys remember, actually like, do you guys remember when foreign black border were less than revised because no one wanted foreign cards? Yeah. Ah, oh, boy. <laughs> Weren't we stupid? I remember, I remember buying oh, a cool land out of a binder oh, at a tournament and getting, almost getting kicked yeah, out. You you almost got kicked out. Bucks. The guy that sold it, what did you buy? A $25 Tundra? Or no? Uh, Two $20 Tagus. Oh, my God. Out oh. of a binder. And they were like stacked like six, like nine deep yeah, in the binder. And I'm sitting there going, and you're like, I almost got kicked <laughs> out. Because do you know what tournament that was? That it was, was it was a pre-release in Pittsburgh. It's the one we got yeah. lost at. Um, oh shoot! Yeah, I remember that. This was back in the day before phones had GPS. Everybody and we had to use a real GPS, and it just shit the bed. So we drove. Or around. did we use MapQuest? No, we used the GPS. Yeah, yeah right. we used GPS. So we drove around the city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. For three Watch straight races. hours, going. All we have to do is find three seventy six. All we have to do is find three seventy six, and we found it. We did, <laughs> and then we felt like uh, fucking Indiana Jones. We were like, "Yeah, we did it." Man, I wish I'd have been friends with you guys way back when because <laughs> my friends we sucked. Um, <laughs> now, um, so it was that would have had to have been. It it was the pre-release. It was the place with all the mirrors, and they told us that hey, if you use mirrors to cheat, then you'll be thrown out. Um, uh, it was oh, when, it was at the Omni Pen. Yeah, that was at the Omni Pen hey, Hotel. Hey, hey. Oh, we that's got, where it was. It okay. Was, um, what what's what block was it where it had um like the shield? Oh, the shield of so and so and the sword. Aldra. Yeah, yes. No, it couldn't have been that one. We because we drove and we weren't old enough to drive for that one. Yeah, because Dark still came out. I was like, I. I mean, I'm not that much younger yeah. than you guys, but still. Dark still came out in 2003. <laughs> then it may have been the one where we got the uh, Promo Aldrazi. Uh, yeah, that would be it. That would Actually, that is it. That is I it. Um, say, because I, I remember it was getting... Rise, yeah, it was... That's, that's the one. That was a pre-release I did very, very well at. Yep, 2010. I won, a, I won a box of that at the... At the uh, what is it? New Dimension Comics in uh, Butler. No... Okay, so no, that wasn't it, Travis. No, you don't think so? No, because we would have been in college for that one, and we wouldn't have gotten lost in Pittsburgh. Hey, oh, yeah, you guys right. love having a free editor, right? <laughs> I know. Yes. Oh, I mean, this this is pretty good content. This, this anyway. is good content, but I have to sit yeah, here for hours. <laughs> we're literally spending twenty minutes trying to find out when we went to this. Yeah, uh, but anyway, it's two thousand seven, Travis was the answer. Are you oh, sure? That, I, I didn't play been... that pre-release. Would have been like Planner Chaos or something like that. I'm spot. Planner Chaos. Lorwyn. Lorwyn, one of those ones. Okay. It's it's the approximate time frame. Do not be upset uh, if this does not make the cut. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So But anyway. Um, I'm lost. <laughs> what were we talking about prior to that? So rugged Elver bodied. Can you tell oh, Travis yeah. about that insane I'm- play that guy had on you? Oh shit! Yeah, this, that this, was good. wow. This wow. is a- <laughs> so. I I apologize yeah. to interrupt, but if <laughs> if none of this previously makes the edit, I just want to let everybody know that somehow we went from Rug Delver 
to getting lost in Pittsburgh in 2007 at a pre-release. And I honestly don't remember how we got there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. good means we can go back and listen to it. So, <laughs> but anyway, JT, um, talk about your gameplay. So what was it? Oh, yeah. I went to Wasteland, his dual land, so that I could safely, I think I was, so I could safely fetch. Um, and he bolted me, stifled my, <laughs> bolted me. Oh, that's my favorite card ever. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. He didn't, sorry, he didn't bolt. He bolted me and dazed his bolt, paid for his bolt, returning the land that I wastelanded. That's incredible. You, which is something what we were, the whole point was that we wanted to tell you about it because you need to be aware of that as a, as a play. That is some next level shit right there. Yeah. I was trying to avoid stifle. Uh, no, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't stifle. I was trying to do something. So, I, and, no, I was trying to. I don't remember what it was, but he. So if you're really zone, tapped for mana, and you can't afford to lose your. Oh yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. dirty. Oh, and just to let everybody know, um, stifle <laughs> is my favorite card of all time. It goes up. It's above Splinter Twin for me. You're not running it, which is I, good I'm because not it's running not. It. It's not a good card, but it is my favorite card. I've tried to build an entire deck. Off of just stifle with like trick bind effects and stuff. Oh god, it was just so trick bind. Oh, what's the uh, what's the blue black one that doesn't allow you to search your uh, search your library? Hang on, I gotta find it. Shadow. It's like shadow. Shadow of doubt. Shadow of doubt. doubt. like an yeah. instant, hey, you crack your fetch land, shadow of doubt, you can't search the library. Like so good. That's the jank you, you sign up for when Travis is your friend. Exactly. That's that's my type <laughs> of jank right there. Like the only way I'm gonna win is countering all of your fetch lands and hoping you don't draw <laughs> hoping you don't draw a basic or a duel. <laughs> all right. So back to my tournament. Oh, uh, after getting bodied by by Rug Delver, Tarmogoyf, by the way, felt really good i don't and and it's really weird no it shouldn't be but like it it felt like it was kicking my ass repeatedly um i don't know why it i mean it just happened to line up poorly against my hand can i be honest how many how many answers to tarmogoyf do you see in legacy anymore i run seven main deck at least yeah me too Well, well you do because you're control what's what's your main deck answer for tarmogoyf Source of Plowshares and Prismatic Ending. Correct. Same, uh, same and Terminus. <laughs> okay, so, well, Terminus, come on. But all white spells. So, people aren't running the Fatal Pushes in Modern for Goyf that they are. People aren't running... Um, we have no idea about no, Modern. No, I mean, no one's playing Black. No, I think yeah. he meant Legacy. Yeah. yeah. No, well, no, I just meant Modern. Like, uh, Fatal Push is huge in Modern, and that's when you started seeing, like, a lot of the downticks in um, Goyf. So, like you don't really expect the Goyf and Legacy well, anymore. I don't. He's I did not expect. It. But he's well, there. And then here's the here's the deal. He's though. the clown in the um, closet waiting to you know, peek out. You got the good cards in Rug Delver are things that play with the graveyard and also exile the graveyard. <laughs> did he run so, a like, Sylvan Library? <laughs> I have no. Uh, actually, I think he did because okay. I hit it with a two for one with Witherbloom um, because <sighs> that. Like Sylvan Library and a Rug Delver deck, you're just you just that's, when I did that. Matt, remember when they gave everybody? The, that's all I know. Remember? I don't know what the hell happened. Remember when they gave everybody the access to all the cards and magic for that oh, Eternal God. Weekend? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. They, they do that from time yeah. to time for other I, I, I played Rug Delver and I did really well until my brain was like, no, you got up at two o'clock in the morning to play Magic Online, you fool. You lose. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I'm in the money. Oh no, I lost the three games I needed to win to stay on. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, round two. Yorian uh, Death and Taxes, what should have been a really good matchup for me, would have been, um, except it was a team tournament. I still think you should have called it for uh, slow play, but that's just me. Look, okay, look, we're at, uh, look, I, I didn't think about it at the time, and I should have definitely have called the judge and talked to him about slow play, but I didn't, I mean, that first round I lost very quickly. I didn't realize it was going to be this big of a deal. Um, I won the first game on the back of Paradox Zone. That card earned its place I'm in the main you, deck like, as a one of. I've never even heard of that card before, and I would be running that at least a one of, and then one in sideboard. It's, that is the only appropriate amount. There's there. Oh, you, you run not one in your sideboard too. Yes. Oh, see, nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it uh, it earned its place in the main deck many times by winning me that first game faster. Like I, that was the lesson that I took out of my my playtesting is that I can't win fast enough. As it turns out, I still can't win fast enough because um, I went to time the next round, too. Uh, no, sorry, not, not the next round. The next round, I kicked ass with, again, off the back of Paradox Zone. And that you, and I, you and I cleaned up so fast that our <laughs> our modern player, I was on Pioneer, and our modern player was like, game three, and we were like, no, we finished. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of getting cleaned up, uh, speaking of our modern player getting to just pick up his cards, that first round, we lost so quickly that he didn't even finish his first game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got absolutely blown out by Coco twice. <laughs> uh, by what? Anyway, by co- by, by Coco. Yeah. Oh, you said Coco. I thought you yeah. said Coco. Yeah. I thought you said Coca Show. I'm like Coca Show and Pioneer. You talking me? about that? Yeah. No. no. Um. So set third round was so I went to time. Second round, which was disappointing. Um. My bad. Third round that was yeah. Third well, and the reason we should have talked to the judge is like. Team events, you get to talk to players, you get to talk to your teammates. The guy spent a lot of time talking to his teammates during sideboarding. Like, and that was enough time for it was a full me. two to three minutes. I, I was in a commanding position with a paradox zone on eight counters. I had a two two, a four four, and an eight eight. And next turn I was gonna get a sixteen sixteen to smash in, but I just couldn't finish out. I needed like three more turns. Uh if that, which they weren't gonna be long turns because he was basically hell bent. But I didn't get them because we went to time. And I am not a slow control player. I don't think about my decisions as long as I probably should have. Um, he spent a lot of time talking with his teammates about sideboarding. And if, if I had called a judge about slow play um, before this, maybe we would have come out on the, on the head of it. Regardless, next round was a little bit better. Uh, absolutely destroyed Jeskai Wheels. So here's, uh, a, here's a question for you. Uh-huh. Do you think that he was actually slow playing, or do you think because that that's kind of a no, that's kind of that's kind of a thing that I fall my, fall yeah, into. Yeah, and yeah. I go, yeah. is he really slow playing, or is he just unfamiliar with the deck, or does he just not really know what to do? They did and mention okay. that it was like that's, his first time that playing. Is, that is slow playing. Though. That is slow play, and it doesn't matter if you're not good with the deck. And I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but that kind of gets into what uh, it is. Oh, do, you, yeah. do you call? Do you, do you say something? This is a big. This is a tournament. We spent one hundred and twenty dollars to get into it as a team. Yep. Um, so yes. But anyway, go back to what I, you're saying. Yeah, he. I mean, slow play is whenever you don't know the deck and you're taking your time and blah blah blah. That's fine. It's still slow play. 
the difference that uh, could have been, and it wasn't, was st- intentional stalling. And it definitely wasn't that because these guys, they, had not, they if they had lost this game, they were completely. If they tied this game, they were out of it completely. Uh, gotcha. Well, uh, uh, next round was Just Guy Wheels. Uh, Paradox Zone won both of the games for me. That card is insane. Play it. Uh, it's almost impossible to remove <laughs> with the answers in Legacy because everyone's playing Prismatic and. Prismatic does go up to five, but not in Jeskai. <laughs> um, then I played against Blue Urza Saga um, and a Penn State grudge match. Uh, played against a played against a guy up here. Um, it uh, first game took way too long, and I should have conceded much sooner. Second game was I won it as we had fifteen minutes for the second two games, and I won it as fast as I think my deck was capable. I stuck. A, like I stuck a turn five paradox zones and just went to town with that sucker. See, um, see that's what happens when you attack in the control matchups. <laughs> Weird, no, that's right? what happens whenever I had a good draw and uh, didn't get screwed on a couple of things and just knew what I needed to do. Um, and then round three, we went to time because <laughs> we had five minutes to play uh, match three. Or game three, and, and, and they we, were still we, in contention even with the tie. So we conceded because that's the right thing to do. Yep, they ended up. Uh, uh, actually that's how you guys got the four. second, the second tie. That's yeah. We would have gotten a second tie, but um, we had, it loss, I'm sorry. concede because it was going to do us no, no yeah. good to uh, to win yeah. to tie it. Yeah. <laughs> to be, oh. Oh, one and two is not going to get anywhere. Yeah, in a five round of one. So we, can, we, uh, we snap conceded the last round to try and get the guys in because we just wanted to play, play that for anyway. Yeah, and that's where I made one of my two, I would say, mistakes. I put two cards on top of my library and forgot to shuffle the second one away and ended up drawing it when I needed to draw a live spell to finish off with land land to lose to a work tied reach. Which was a disappointing way to end, but it was already a, a, a loss that didn't matter at all. Yeah. So, and then I'll, anyway. I'll quickly do my tournament report. Uh, I played Is It Phoenix, a thing in the ice deck, and Pioneer. Um, <laughs> Before you get too deep into it, can can we talk about? So I I did go to visit them after work to see how they were doing. Everyone and. Um, I walked up to Zach and I said, so Zach had never played. Well, he'd played Pioneer before, but uh, we're not big fans it. of Pioneer. It's not bad. It's not. Terrible. Uh, it's, it's not. No. After watching you play it, I'm not, not totally against it, but I was never like a big Pioneer fan. But what did, what did you say to me, Zach, when I said, hey, so how are you liking Pioneer? Didn't I tell you you owed me for me falling on this sword? <laughs> you you, no, you, you did say that, but you also said, well, I'm playing it now. Will I play it again? Never. But we're here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I, had, I, play, I did it for the team. If I had to play Pioneer in another event, we're not going to enter that event. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely died when you yeah, said that. Like, if Team Threes I, I are going to be a thing, there mm-hmm. we talked to another card shop owner in our last match. They oh yeah, they own Double Look Games in like forty five minutes north of Pittsburgh, Evansburg. Yeah, those guys were really cool. They, to they play were with. super nice. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They said they want to do team event, and they're going to alternate month to month based on if it's going to be pioneer or popper. So we're going to keep. I, I'm. I was like, oh, I could just sell all these cards and just. 
buy more legacy or commander stuff because that's my jam but i was like if we're gonna have that i might as well hold on to it and hate my own not hate myself but play it because we have all the pieces for it and it's the best it's the best deck hands down you get to play treasure cruise i got to play i got to cast sorcery speed uh ancestral recall it was great uh also shout out to the vault for throwing a, a, a sweet event uh really well really well orchestrated we kicked off uh at, at an appropriate time we played throughout the day the judge was spot on nice guy mm-hmm. good job for the whole event staff there he let me use my uh, uh my stand-ins for uh yes thing in the ice that my yeah. wife drew he's like you're you're proxied onto blanks for a card that's worth less than the blank yep. <laughs> Zach, you should uh you should link those photos to the uh the podcast uh can't do that because spotify doesn't have that so Oh no, okay. no! Oh, is that what we're doing on? Well, you can probably edit this out, but is that what we're doing on Spotify? Yeah, I already have a Spotify account from when I was in a Plague Upon Us way back when. Oh, so. sweet! All good. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah. That way, uh, if this ever hits big, you guys will just owe me part of taxes. But that's besides the point. Sure. So here, sidebar question. Um, yeah, I'll say it so it's easier for you. Edit this out. Um. How are we gonna do? Are we gonna do like? Should we make a separate website? So that does this need to be discussed already, during the podcast? Uh, we'll do this after the podcast, but I can explain everything I've already done months ago. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> then um, it need to so be my tournament report and don't cut. Okay, and my tournament report starting uh, round one. I played against Bant Spirits. Normally a good matchup drew well i had a turn two thing in the ice that was ready to flip turn four it was gonna flip and she's like the only thing that saves me here is if i coco source like main phase coco into a skyclave apparition hits the skyclave apparition i draw dead she squishes me for lethal damage game two she portable holes me, which is an artifact that exiles a two cost two mana cost thing or less. Wait, what's it called? Portable holes from Adventures of the Forgotten Realm. <laughs> I, I know, I, I know what it's from. I just love the name. Go ahead. And she, I go, okay. Well, I'm playing one main deck Prismari Command as hate for that kind of card, and it's kind of like a two for one. So I go, Prismari Command, kill your thing, blow up portable hole. I'd be that on her end step, like. This will set me up. I have the spells in my hand to make a seven eight. Uh, it'll have it will be ready to attack. I'll I'll be in the driver's seat. Coco's hits a spell queller, sucks 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 up my spell. I draw dead the rest of the game. Uh, couldn't get there. Uh, round two, I played against black red mid range discard. Uh, game one, I draw. I I hard cast Phoenix 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 to get to get the game like. Top deck phoenixes. I'm in, I'm hellbent because he's made me discard my hand. I'm just top decking phoenixes at this point. Um, he eventually go blanks me three times in one game, so I Oof. just lose. I I lost. I had no more threats other than one brazen borrower. Uh, and then game three, uh, I just couldn't get there. I couldn't draw enough to keep up with his discard. Uh, round three played against a black white. Vampire's deck lose game one just to big life linky vampires game two and three. I just ran him over. Invasive surgery answered the go blank question. He went go blank. I was like, I have delirium. You don't have any more go blanks. Fuck that card. 
that card irritated the absolute living hell out of me. I wish you played more of those in the sideboard. Yeah, yeah, maybe one of one more uh, to go to the one of mm-hmm. uh, round. Two, what four? Ah. I finally play the mirror. Uh, I have him dead on board. He double temporal trespasses me, takes two extra turns, gets there. Game two, he kept a sketchy two lander, went to expressive. I countered it. And he was just like, yep, you got the, You got it. I can't. You have an active thing in the ice now because it's going to have one counter on it and you have a spell in hand. So got there. Game two, game three, I flooded out. He resolved a Narset. I had a treasure cruise stranded in my hand and... I drew every single. I played 19 lands and I drew 10 of them to lose out while our modern player won that game. Won. So we were 1 1 and had to wait for JT. And JT would have tied or lost. And then I played the mirror in round five and absolutely squished. I, my deck did everything it was supposed to do. I won game two by going temporal trespass. I had two phoenixes in my bin. I went temporal trespass, mystical dispute, counter my own mystical dispute. Got all my phoenixes back, took an extra turn, and won. How good does it feel when... It, so, this kind of goes back to me, like, being janky and stuff like that. When you're, like, counter my... And also, the, the days that we discussed earlier to return your own land, like, counter my own spell to do some shenanigans. And oh, yeah. I felt like the smartest ahead. person. I felt you, like the smartest you, person in the room. Exactly. <laughs> like, you feel like Einstein's tutor you know yeah. like you're just brilliant as magic though like <laughs> and that's and that, when you win it's your win yeah when you lose your deck lets you down yeah my deck it's my deck fault. flooded i kept i might have should have kept a different hand oh, oh. Well, when you win <laughs> you, it's guys your feel, you guys may feel that way but when i win i'm like yeah that was me and when i lose i went man i fucked up yeah <laughs> i i will say i the only thing when i did that counter my own counter spell to get all my phoenixes back and take an extra turn the only thing i could think of in my head was just that tiktok where it's just like i can't right now i'm doing my online banking that's so fucking hot like that was the only thing i could think of was just like yeah that was hot and that's what it is like and that's why i love magic magic's like golf to me like you could suck <laughs> 17 of 18 holes and that one hole you get a birdie and you're like i'm a i'm a fucking pro i am professional i have to keep doing this forever yeah. <laughs> so that's the tournament report. We didn't keep tabs on Eric's games mostly because JT or I either lost or he played really well. I mean, he knew his well, deck. I will admit, like, when I did show up and I was watching a little bit, like, his deck looked really fun. Oh, yeah. Esper Reanimator no, was sweet. Was yeah. can, you, can you guys give a little uh, insight on what uh, and how Burn he was three playing? Archon of Cruelty. That was what the thing was. Yeah, he, it's. You get Arvacon oh, of Cruelty out, and then you attack with it. Yep. And then you win. And you make it's a good card. And you, and, you <laughs> grief, and you cast griefs and ephemerate them and feel good about it. So, can we talk about. Um, oh, it's it's janky. But grief is a phenomenal card. It was the most you, hyped one of those. I, I don't want to say. I don't want to say it's janky. But. My friend Mike at Hill State College has a has gone quite deep into the grief speculation. He has, uh, to quote, has to spread the gospel of grief, uh, and he actually gave uh, gave Eric two copies of grief to play for the event. Really? Yeah. Now, and, do not trade. 
did not let him borrow, just gave them to him. Really? I, because I think grief so- is going to be a phenomenal, co- like, especially in Legacy. Like, you have grief and you have Cabal Ritual. It could, it could not, seem. Oh, ooh, not Cabal Ritual. Um, cabal, cabal Therapy. therapy. Yeah. But it sees playing, grief sees playing Reanimator already. So we already I, know that's I a thing. It does. It 100% does. But. Like, can you, oh man, oh, like I have such high expectations for the card grief and like, not just, oh, that's the, too bad, buddy. what's that? <laughs> that's, that's too bad, buddy. You don't think grief's good? It's good. It's not as good as endurance or solitude. Oh no, not at all. But, or even right. fury. Well, let yeah, me, fury's real good too. Hold on. Let me. So you're saying it's the worst of? No, no, subtly, subtly, no, 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 If I had to rank them, if I had to rank them, I'd go: solitude, endurance, fury, grief, subtly. Oh, you forget really? endurance? No, I said endurance second. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I was like, wait, what? Okay, you might have cut out a bit. Good. I was like, wait a minute. Sorry, endurance is number two oh, because it just it answers so many problems. It it shuts off dread. You're like, oh, I'm gonna bring all my duders back. Nope. I had some fun plays with that. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna cast Snapcaster Mage? Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I've got a three four and you've got no grief. Yeah. <laughs> you have a two one. Well, what's that? You have an Emery? Well, now you have no things in your graveyard. Yes. So, uh, so here's the thing. One two. Here's the thing. It like grief is a free thought seize, correct? Minus the lose two life. Discard a card from your hand. Discard a card from your hand. It is a two for one, correct? Mm -hmm. But it's it's got. I mean, it's a two for one rather than be being two life. But it's got like that Cataxian probe plus side to it for me. You know what I mean? I don't know if that. I don't know if you guys feel that way. You are going to get along really well with Mike. (laughs) Yes, because he plays Grief Blade in Legacy, and that that is a thing that I've. That was the deck that I want. Wait, wait, did you say Grief Grief Blade? Yes. I need you to explain this deck right now. Well, uh, (laughs) I'm cutting this part too. Can we can we do that at the end of the podcast? Like after it's it's part of the podcast. Uh, No, this is gonna be so much to edit, Travis. You don't understand how hard editing is. I know. So this is the shout out to Mike. Uh, I will tell him specifically to listen to the podcast to see if I do justice to his deck. The deck that has driven me nearly mad with how how much grinding the damn thing does. He'll appreciate this. Um, grief Blade is Stone Blade, but with Grief and Ephemerate and Solitude and Belfal Strokes. And, so it's as- and I'm not done. And it plays the equipment Lucille. I Which don't if, even know what that equipment is. That's from the Walking well, Dead. Well, you've thing. seen the Walking Dead. Oh, because those cards are legal in <laughs> yes Legacy. Oh, I got it. So Lucille is a two mana equipment, one in a black that equips for four. I'm looking and at it right it atta- now. Whenever it attack, when a quick creature attacks, the creep creature gets plus two plus zero in menace. And when it attacks, the defending player sacrifices a creature. And if they sacrifice a creature, you make a two-two walker token. I say, what the hell is a walker token? Is that just a zombie? The two-two zombie token okay. named Walker. So that's what the card does. He's playing Grief Blade. He's got Cauldra. He's got Fighter Skull. He's got uh, Lucille, and I think the other main deck piece of equipment is Maul of the Skyclaves. Um, yeah, it is because I've gotten attacked by it. Man, that game, that first game that I played against that deck was damn tough. Hey, Mike, I know, I know I've never met you, but 
I got to buy you a beer like <laughs> you and I. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, unfortunately for you, Travis, he's going to be at Philadelphia and for the SCG. Um, you're well, not coming. I mean, to be fair, I'm sad that I'm going to miss it. But uh, to let everybody yeah, a little to give everybody a little information, uh, I'm having a kid in April. So I don't want to be away from the wife that far in case something happens. It's coming up in two weeks. Yep, I'm super excited. Well, can't yep. wait to do that report. And I'm super happy for you guys. So yeah. and you know again. we'll pick up shit for you. Like if you need stuff, we'll get it for you. Oh, yes. Right. Right. Let's talk about the new bullying folks. we got, JT. Uh we're gonna skip that part. We'll cut that out. It's not important. Not important. Talk about the bling. Not important. Okay. So let's pose the question the group question yeah. that you have the here. Last, the last thing that we want to talk about is <sighs> so recently I participated in an event. And it got me thinking. So the event was a cube draft for the sake of cubing because it was fun. But the organizer provided uh, some nice prizes. Um, and the prizes what? were in the form of Modern Horizon packs. I was going to say, what kind of a, nice prizes? Like, uh, Modern Horizons 2 packs. Okay, gotcha. Um, three for first, two for second, one for third and fourth. Okay. Uh, but with no, no entry fee. Oh, that's so, nice of him. Yeah. So essentially, right. it's, it's a guy that's like, hey, I really want to play my cube. I built this. I will literally pay people to come and play this with me. Yes. Which so the I question comes. The yeah. So the question becomes, and our friend Ramsky regularly does. Uh, the question becomes, how do you treat such an event in terms of um, competitiveness? And in this case, the group that we play with at the in the in the specific area that we play is very non-competitive as a whole. Uh, more about fun and developing good uh, like friendships between the players, uh, and fostering growth of the community as opposed to being I don't want to say cutthroat, but more competitive. And in the kind of an event where where we are playing for prizes, and the point is to be competitive. How competitive is it appropriate to be? Do you allow take backs for stupid, for like really stupid on the board mistakes? Like uh, you attack into uh, a creature with first strike because you didn't know the, the card had first strike because this is your first time playing in a legacy cube. Oh, sorry, a vintage cube. Um, and I know where I stand on this. I actually weighed in on it at any event. And my thing is, look, we're in a non-competitive environment as a general rule of thumb. We're playing for prizes, sure. So there's a little bit more expectation of competitiveness, but fun should still take precedence and don't make someone feel bad because they miss them because they don't know all of Magic's uh, 30 year history, nearly 30 year history. And I would have to agree 110% with you on that, JT. Um, I, I've actually been on the tail. So, and here's the thing is magic is a very intricate, very, it wasn't it rated like one of the top most confusing or. You can certainly see that. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's Turing complete as a computer. If that helps. What, say that again. I'm sorry. It's Turing complete, meaning that uh, you can set up a. <laughs> Um, you can get to a point where a person's hand is, you can get, you. I, I forget exactly what it is, but you can get it to the, a game state to exist such that, uh, you can treat magic cards as though they were a computer. 
Oh, okay. It's very complicated, okay. but uh, well, I believe it. But like, and a full actual, you give it an input, and it can do any calculation that exists. Okay, and and that's not where I was getting at, but that's very interesting. But um, yeah, I I've been on the tail end of that where people take advantage of it. So we were at a um, I'm, we were at a tournament in uh, Washington County. Pennsylvania. I know exactly back. what you're talking about. And I was so frustrated because like I I have played very I have played like competitive, I played like professional REL. Like I've REL. Is that the right term I'm using? Yeah. 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 Rules enforcement level. Yes, thank you. And and I know all of like I, I completely understand all of it. Now the one that we were playing in, it was like a twenty or thirty dollar tournament. There was like sixty people there. We were playing for like uh foil uh judge Four promo yeah like, like some good prizes and... but we're not playing for like five grand or anything like that and i was actually doing fairly well in the tournament that i was playing in and i was playing against a mono red burn deck which you know is completely understandable and i had a um you know pz out young pirate mancer and I cast uh, lightning bolts onto one of the guys, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the guy's creatures. And he just stares at me. And I, I look at him and I said, OK, is this going to resolve? And he goes, I don't know. Does it? And I said, well, that's that's your decision. And he goes, yeah, I allow it to resolve. I was like, all right, I allow it to resolve, too. And then I went, OK, and I'll make my uh, my elemental token. He goes, no, 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 no. You said that it resolved. That token should have resolved prior to the li- the lightning bolt resolving. And I'm going, uh, okay, you're you're correct, but who? You're also a dick. Yeah, because he stopped and searched you. He mind gamed you into missing that trigger. Like exactly. That. And and those are the people that bother me. Like when they intentionally utilize the rules to benefit their gameplay then well i mean i guess that's how you win because that's how you play but you understand what i'm saying when when you intentionally kind of angle it's i think in poker it's more angle shooting yeah exactly so like if you cast a path to exile and it resolves and you say all right do you have any responses and so, and someone goes well no okay and they go, all right, I get my land and you uh, and you go, well, he said he didn't have any responses to it resolving. So he technically misses his trigger, which is not a major. So you don't miss it anyway. But you get what I'm saying. Like, it's somebody that no, utilizes. Path to Exile, Exile is a may, by the way. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. then I screwed up. But, yeah. but that's kind of what I'm getting at. You're still required to remind them. I, uh, you're, I think you're still required to resolve the spell, which I think yeah. has some yeah and that's and that's what bothers me is like you like you we've all played in tournaments where like somebody's done something really stupid and it it doesn't matter even if the prize is for a thousand dollars like you go well i'm not going to win this tournament because i am a rules enforcer i'm going to win this tournament because i'm a good player and you want to sit there and go oh so you agree too zach yeah i i think the only time you should be a rules enforcer is if you are in it and it's a big, big to do like, yeah, like, like competitive REL, yeah, you like, know, yes, like when you're, JT you're and I go to Philadelphia, you know, if JT and I go to Philadelphia and we play the legacy 10 K and it comes down and you're like, 
this is I won't for the money. Yeah. Like I, I, I won't begrudge anybody at a get a competitive REL to play how they want to play. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like if you're gonna be an absolute stickler for the rules at a competitive REL event, that is well within your right. To yeah. I'm not gonna be quite like that. And but and yeah. I agree 110 percent And so if if your next move is determined by somebody who had already done something. So let's say I tap my mana and I screw up my my tapping. So I leave one planes instead of one island. And then you play something and I look down and go, oh, no, I needed that island for a spell pierce or a fluster storm. And I go, hey, I meant to do this. Can I do that instead? If you're in competitive, I go, absolutely not. If yeah. you're in table, if you're in kitchen table magic or you're in like a random tournament, like a buy it, what, what was it, $10, uh, the uh, win a box? Yeah, like, but if you're in competitive, exactly what you guys said, like, it's it's a different beast. Yeah, you know, and I and that's the way it should be. I mean, like, you know, we think about all the people we've played in competitive. Remember when the guy called judge on me for my Spanish supreme verdicts? Well, I mean, you gotta. I mean, if you don't know what the card yeah. does, the only option the only option you had was to call the judge. Yeah, because he didn't want to. I mean, although who the hell doesn't know what that card does? Yeah. Cause I didn't even say, I said it. I was like, I'm casting Supreme verdict. And he went, judge, what is, is this Supreme verdict? And the judge went, yup. And that's fine. Cause I get it. Not everybody speaks other languages. Um, to be fair, I, uh, that humans tournament that I talked about earlier, I played against a Russian, uh, uh, she was a Russian woman and she was a very good player. I don't, I don't remember her name, unfortunately, but she was very, very good. And um, she played Rush. She played Storm, but about forty percent oh, of her cards were in Russian. And so, like every ten minutes, I'm I just kept looking at her, and I felt so bad. And I just kept going, "Hey, I completely trust you, but I have no idea what this card does." Again, because <laughs> I it was out of modern for so long. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it's, it's not even, it's not even like that's something close. Where like mm-hmm. you know, if it's in. French or Spanish, you could probably have yeah, gotten like, there. Yeah, I could probably get there. But like, I literally <laughs> am looking at it and I'm just like, I'm a dick. Judge. <laughs> I had an experience like that too. Uh, my first legacy tournament playing Grixis Control, my, my baby. Um, I sit down across from an opponent whose who's deck is beautifully, uh, beautifully Japanese. <laughs> and um, so this is a person who's been playing legacy for for years and years. And I later found out that he's the kind of person who's like, who says something along the lines of, if you're playing legacy, you should know what the cards are. So I get kind of pissed off. How many times do I look, do I look at you in real life and go, Hey, so um, I'm thinking of this card and it has a picture of a guy (laughs) and he's flying and you're like, Oh, it's this. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that one. Like people don't memorize every single card that they don't play with. You know, I mean, you do JT because you're uh, just a bank of magic information. Yeah. But JT and I watch a lot more magic content than you do. So like, exactly. Okay, well, here's the here's the card in question. I, I recognized what the card was, but I didn't know what its abilities were. 
Dreddy Ingenious Iconoclast. Don't even oh, know what that card is. I couldn't even begin to tell you. I know it's. I, I have heard the name. I've heard the name Dreddy. The only things that I remember it's, are. The, is, I know it's. I know Walker? it's. It is a Planeswalker. I know it's mana cost. It's red, black. Yep, three red, oh, black. red black. Okay, I lose already. You guys. Were- red, black, and colorless. The plus one makes a one-one servo with defender artifact creature token. I don't know what the other abilities are. I don't remember. I think what I think the minus. I think it's a minus two, and I think it sacrifices stuff. I got you right. Creatures or artifacts. Google. Um, Google is a thing. My opponent had that card in in uh for in Japanese. He also was playing. Yeah, I'm uh, for not knowing what it did. First of all, no, if, you're, no, no. if your card has anything other than a power, toughness, and converted mana cost, and it's in a different language, you can never get angry at anybody for not knowing what it does. Uh, he, he, no, to be fair, it, in the event, he, he was perfectly fine with this. He probably got a little bit. This was my first match of Legacy with Greeks. Not even the, like the, in the tournament, the first match I sat down. Uh, he was also playing fun, uh, fun cards like, uh, oh, Chains of Mephistopheles, which deserves its own goddamn oh flow God. chart. Yes. Have you guys seen the flow chart? Yes. Again. I know. Again. I know. Again. Editing. 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 Well, what I'm saying <laughs> is anybody, anybody listening who hasn't seen the flow chart, look at the flow chart. Download the flowchart if you're going to be in Legacy. Keep the flowchart on you in case you play against the Chains of Mephistopheles. Well, I got Dak Fadened. <laughs> but, okay, so uh, for the ready, it's you, after you said, put a colorless construct artifact token and defender in play, sacrifice an artifact to destroy target artifact or creature. And as- I thought it was sacrifice an artifact. Is it minus two? Uh, minus one. Oh, well, does he start with three loyalty? Yes. Okay. And then a minus, one, minus six one. is his alt is choose target artifact card in a graveyard or artifact on the battlefield. Put three tokens that are copies of it onto the battlefield. Like, how would anybody know what this card does? <laughs> Ever. From a supplementary set. And, yeah. it's, and it's from, yeah, exactly, Zach. And it's conspiracy too. take the crown. Come on. I, uh... I, for the record, I force of willed the shit out of it because I didn't. Because I want like the rule of thumb. The rule of thumb is, is if you don't know what it does, get rid of it. Yeah, I, I feel like that's. Oh my god. That's uh, Phil Gallagher. That's got to be a shout new... out to Eternal uh, Eternal Glory again. Phil Gallagher. That's his rule. I yep. feel like that's got to be rule. like a new magic rule set thing like it is. a new format. Like yeah. they have alchemy now. They have historic. Let's. Let's throw a format called Clusterfuck, where everything's foreign, and if you don't know what it is, you just play Cowherds. Yes, I ended up actually winning that match and not doing well in the rest of the tournament and like absolutely destroying the poor guy's breakers because he basically won out from there. But uh, I will always remember my first match with Brix's Control playing against an all format foreign deck, and I somehow won. Nice. But yeah, so I mean, to to regress, he was actually pretty nice in the in the in the event. Uh, but I called a judge so many times. <laughs> but yeah, to, so to kind of get back to what we were talking about, you know, do you do you be a stickler for the rules? Does it depend? I, on- I guess when the line. So we've come to the conclusion that we have a line. Now I, every person has their own line for one stickler 
stickler for the rules applies. Yeah, but it's kind of uh, like I'm, I'm interested in what other people have to say about it. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, like when we play commander, like we we definitely allow take backs all the time. Now, yep. when when JT gets a little intoxicated and he goes a little bit of understatement <laughs> and he goes, wait, wait, there was a different line. And it was after he cast 20 spells. I and go, it's my turn. And, and, it's I, and I go and I go after your wife who plays commander with us. It goes, JT, your wife, Mel, and then me. And then JT goes, I should have played that entirely differently. And then he starts and we're like, whoa, JT. I cast four spells already my turn. Like, I'm about to win. You cannot. This is an exaggeration, by the way. No, it's and, not. Not, well, no. not that much of an exaggeration, but it is an exaggeration. And, and here is, here's the funny part, too. Like, after my wife, Mel, she'll play, and she'll go, and then Zach will go. JT's not even cheating. He's literally in his head going... I could have done this. 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 He's not even paying attention to what anybody else, because some people will be like, oh, well, they played that spell. Oh, I should have done it this way. JT's going, oh, I played this spell. I should have done it this way. So he's not using the gathered information that has come to him after he's already played his spells. He's going, there was a better way to do this, which sometimes we'll go, all right, let's see if you could win this this game and we'll let him play it out. But 90 percent of the time we're like, JT, it's been 13 turns. Fuck you. Yeah. So I think I think what this question boils down to is the environment you're in. You know, the free event, like your friend, like your the person at college at State College put on. Yeah, mm-hmm. let people take back mistakes. If maybe it's the last round for prizes, obviously here's the two best players, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more strict. Kitchen table magic. Who gives a shit? I mean, this it's also the the kind of mistake that's made. Yeah. You know, like no one's gonna take no one would even ask to take back walking into somebody's into somebody's trap. But it's walking into a thing that's already on that's completely on the table yes. and you just you know <laughs> because well, and, well actually I have a very good point to this. I, I have uh-huh. a very good reference to this. JT, do you remember that the tournament we were playing in and you had oh that yes, giant I, I the, do the red giant crusher guy. Yeah, I know exactly what about. And we were playing literally for an underground sea, and we were both one and zero going into round two, and there was only like four or five rounds. Mm-hmm. And it was for an underground sea, and we only paid what like twenty bucks to get into it. Like it was yeah. a really good deal. So I completely understand where you were coming from. I was upset about it because in my brain I was going, JT, we take back shit like this all the time, but. We were playing for an underground seat, which was seven hundred, eight hundred dollars at the time. Yeah, and um, I lightning bolted his. It was a yeah, it was lightning bolt. His yeah. bone crusher giant. I was at two <laughs> life, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I can win this, but I need to kill that creature." And I lightning bolted his bone crusher giant. And he goes, "All right, well, you take two and you die." And I was like. Oh, that was so stupid. All right, I don't do that. And JT goes, "Well, you kind of already did." Yeah, in that environment, that's <laughs> and, okay to do, even and that's with the thing, Like, I was bitter at the time, but now that I look back on it, I was like, "Yeah, I'd have done the same thing." Hey, hey, Travis, you know what helps not dying to Bone Crusher Giant triggers? Reading the card. Yeah, <laughs> RTFC. RTFC. And on that note, <laughs> on that note, everybody, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the first podcast of Misplay Mondays. We do expect to put out more content, including YouTube content of the three of us. Mm-hmm. stumbling through drafts, playing legacy, drunken drafts. drafts, stumbling through legacy, and hopefully some commander content. Uh, the good news is, is my work affords me the ability to have really cool toys to let me do that. Um, 
So we do plan on doing some of that. Uh, I'd like to thank Gingerbread Man Running Company for sponsoring our podcast. That was my surprise for the end of the show. Um, yeah, we don't get any money from it because I'm not. I can't really pay myself, but it's recognition <laughs> and it works for me. It pays me either way. So much uh, appreciate yeah, if you want more information, go to gingerbreadmanrunning.com for details about that store. Uh, yeah, I don't work for them, and uh, I I like their stores. Their employees are nice. Their shoes are comfortable. I recommend. There's Two one, up. There's one guy that works. I mean, I love him to death, but there's one guy that works there. Huge dick. His name's Zach. That'd be yeah. me. I'd throw anybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good thing I don't work on the floor very much anymore. I just post on Facebook and Instagram all day. It's it's my job's awesome. Uh, but I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Stuck around. We do plan on putting out more episodes, trying to get there every Monday or every other Monday, depending on schedules. Uh, we do plan on some giveaways uh, to go with the bling. I got some nice box toppers here that I want in a raffle. I only needed one. I got all three. Oh yeah. Anyone at state college um, who listens to this, uh, come talk to me and we'll talk about, we can uh, get you a, we can get you something out of something nice out of my binder. Buying listeners, because that's what we do here. Um, yes, because sir. we, we want to get started. We really want non big names in magic like ourselves to have a voice, uh, be the voice of the every magic player. So I do appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, I thank you guys for being here. Uh, it's great. My editing is going to take forever. I love and hate my two best friends so much Yay! sometimes, uh, but definitely look forward to maybe con hopefully content again the week after this one. And then definitely after uh, the SCG in Philly, JT and I will have a bunch to report and make Travis sad, but he'll be getting a ton of gifts that weekend because it's his wife's uh, baby shower. Oh, yeah. He won't be getting the gifts. The baby's getting those gifts. This is true, but at least it's money that he can save to spend on magic trips with us once the baby's born. Baby showers? No. no, We don't get money, but I will be getting the gift of putting all of the gifts together. So, yeah. And think about all the big things. You know, somebody's going to buy him like something stupid big that they wanted that was like 400 bucks. And and that's $400 you can use to go to magic trips. you You know what's nice? Is that uh, guys don't get invited to those? I, I've been to two. I've actually been invited to two. So did I, you go to them? I went to actually, one. I went, actually, I was at both of them. I was actually very surprised when my wife Mel said, "Oh yeah, you're supposed to be there." And I was like, "Are guys supposed to be there though?" She's like, "Yeah, well, no, 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 is. I would never." Apparently, no. No, no, apparently, the father is supposed to be there, no, no. but no other men. I went to my sister-in-law's briefly and then went and had pizza before I picked my wife up and drove to Virginia Beach. It's going to be... Oh, go ahead. And then I went to one where it was like she was the girl who lived down the street from me. She was older than I was. And it was more like a high school-ish reunion where we had like teachers and people there. That was nice to see. But at the end of the day, uh, I ate some food, didn't play any of the games talked with teachers and other guys there. Like, you're making it, more work for yourself. It's literally going to be a complete clam fest. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Please edit that one out. Yeah, yeah. Actually, let's make that the intro. It's going to be a complete clam fest. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. Thank you very much, uh, everybody. Uh, stay safe. Stay warm. It's the middle of January. And we will uh, see you guys in about a week. Hopefully, everything right. goes well. 
Sounds good. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you very much. Peace.